0: You see,
1: what have I got to lose? And I say, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. It's Sam and Greg with you on this last day of July. Say to you good morning, Georgia! Morning! And a good morning to you folks in
0: Dunwoody. Oh, Dunwoody. Yeah. I'm on of the uh, Wildcats. That's right. Yeah, the Wildcats. How's their season looking? Yeah, the Wildcats, they're looking a good season. Like I can see they, they they moved up last year to a region. They were in the very region with Norcross. I got see if they're still in that region because we reclassified a lot of high school regions. So we got to start a lot of new rivalries. That's why when we were talking with Chris Parker earlier about people having trouble lining up schedules, they may be in a region where they don't only have a limited number of schools where you got those other games to fill in. You got to make some phone calls. Who can match up date with you and whatnot? So,
1: why the redistricting,
0: redistricting, re- reclassification, reclassification? Excuse was, me. That was that was uh, done to, to do to balance, try to balance out some competition. And what they did, they bumped up some schools from lower classifications, uh, added to a multiplier uh, because some schools that were basically some private schools and schools that were like the only school in their municipality, as in Decatur, as in Buford, as in Cartersville. Uh, as in Marietta, um, they were like winning, kind of dominating the, the non-football sports. Right. And so you were just in an effort to try to balance out the, comp- uh, the, the competition <clears throat> to elevate those. And that was a thing that went on and on and on. We talked about that a lot last fall. Um, and not everybody's satisfied with it, and you're not going to satisfy everybody. We know that. Uh, but we lined some people up, and some people who wanted to appeal, do they want to try to stay in the region with – they're arch rivals. They want you know, you didn't want to go to the other one and some were allowed to stay and some were not. But if we don't think we have people being in the same region and driving like from here to to, you know Tifton. Tifton <laughs> to play a region game, yeah. right? So that that's that, that's the main thing you want to do.
1: They'd be happy to know they've been mentioned twice this morning.
0: But but, they're, but they but they don't know the reason why. Both times and they, they don't know the reason light. why.
1: Yeah, y'all give me another ticket, you'll mention you next week. <laughs> uh Sam and Greg here. Um, first of all, you mentioned uh Everything that just came out of your mouth there, that's the kind of knowledge you guys are going to get on HSSS, the high school scoreboard show. It premieres August 19th. We mentioned Chris Parker. That's Sam's partner. Those are the two anchors in the booth. But our own Eric Slaughter, you got uh, Day Day, you got Dylan, you got uh, Garrett. These are the correspondents that are going to be spread out, fanned out throughout the city to bring you what you need to know as far as what's going on with high school football. So again, August nineteenth. The bad news is that Mister Crenshaw will not be with me on some Saturdays. Why is that bad? news? Because you're not going to be here. Yeah,
0: That's you, what I'm but saying. You, but you'll have someone.
1: No, no, I don't way. mean. There's no just. Dis- Eric's always with us, and that, it, yeah. and we're gonna. And he's going to listen. I wouldn't want his job to have to feel your shoes. Well, he's going no, to have to feel your shoes, man. And and he while he's he's. I can't think but of a positive gonna bring, word gonna to say. A, he's gonna bring a whole different. Dimension. He's gonna bring. He's gonna bring a different feel yeah, to it. I understand bring, that, but people wake up in the morning. You know this. They wake up in the morning, and when they don't hear that voice, that's you. They feel a certain
0: kind of way. Huh? Everybody say, "Well, he ain't there." Let's see who's uh, on. No,
1: I'm just saying. No, they're gonna know who's on. I'm just uh, again. I'm trying to pay compliments to both of y'all, and you're <laughs> smacking me around with wet noodles.
2: No,
3: they just.
1: I'm just letting folks know. Prepare yourself. Because of how hard he's going to work on Friday nights, he, you know, there's going to be Saturdays where he will not be with us. And I ain't mad at him for not waking up. So just let you know. And Eric will step in. Don't make him let the audience forget about you. So, you we know what I mean? We'll never do that. We're
2: going to pay homage <laughs> to him every Saturday. Morning. Every Saturday. Oh, no, and I here's what say. I want. to talk about the show. we going to have some audio from the show. That's what I
1: want. I want something from the show. Maybe at the end of the show when there's a recap – this is what you guys missed last night on uh Mhm. Absolutely. Right? That's what we need to have. I'll get it I'll
2: come in 30 minutes early to make sure I had that ready. Or maybe maybe I'll email Dylan the night before to have it have it ready for me in my email.
1: You <laughs> see, you said that out loud if you don't know that that dude in that office is going to send you <laughs> an email. Where was that sound from last night's show? We'll um it. We're having some fun with Eric, but Eric actually made a point that I want to get back to before we get into what's going on up in Indy, and that we were talking about something at the 8 o'clock hour, in fact, top of the hour, about this Mount Rushmore, and why the sporting news did not include Atlanta as the 14th city, if you will. They they had 13 cities that have all four major sporting teams and the WNBA, so I guess you could say all five major sporting teams in their city. Say what you will about MLS or whatever, but this is how they did it. This is how they worded it. So when we got to Miami, Eric's like, "Well, hang on a second. That WNBA team is gone. So if they're gone and we're not up there because we don't have a hockey team, we should be there." And I thought, well, maybe there was a crossover where their team, one team left before the other one came. All right, the Miami Soul left. They they shut things down in like 2002. Okay. They've had a hockey team there, but they shut that down. Right. And so why were they included when Atlanta's hockey team, that is allegedly what takes us out of the categories here, left in 2011? Thrashers last year was 2011. And Atlanta Dream started in 2008. Okay. So we had, at one point, all five
0: right. working at the same time. We should be on this list. Don't you agree? But it's part of the course for national media, though, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, 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 it's, so, it's so typical. It's so typical. They really do. And and maybe they're looking at the fact that who, would, who would the same issue that we have, who would our Mount Rushmore be?
1: And we started that, and we still haven't got a definitive answer as far as the other two. We got Hank Aaron. We got Dominique. But after that, it's kind of sketchy. I put DeHonestry, but I wasn't sure. You know which one of the three pitchers, or Chipper, or whoever, we should put on there as the fourth. So we left it up to you guys. By the way, do we have an update on that, uh, Eric? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> People don't really get. It. They,
2: I just gave it to you about two minutes ago. Nothing. It, we, nothing we always
1: has come got back a new audience, soon. man. You can't. You can't assume the folks that are just joining us here at nine o'clock hour after I scream. Yeah. No. <laughs> you
0: <know>. No. Um, <laughs> I'm. I'm
2: actually kind of surprised that we have, haven't seen any Glavin, Maddox, or Smoltz as of yet. Yeah, you know a lot of a lot like I said, believe it or not, a lot of Michael Vick chatter. A lot, of, I mean, there's there's few people talk about. You know, he only won 39 games in seven years, where Matt Ryan won 39 games in his first three seasons. But you'll never, you know, can debate the impact he had on this town. And now that both of them are gone,
1: oh, the NFL, let,
2: yeah, let that debate go on forever. Now, even though his time was short, he didn't win anything. Michael Vick's impact on this town versus Matt Ryan's impact on this town. Go ahead, Sam. Well,
1: okay. I didn't want to jump on. No, no, saying. go ahead. Dude. My go ahead. thing is this. I think it's the wrong argument. I oh, think it's man. the wrong discussion. I think the discussion should be how much credit does he get for eliminating the running back position. And I'll tell you what I mean. He wasn't the first mobile quarterback. He wasn't the first guy who ran the ball in a certain kind of way from that position. You can go back to Fran Tarkington. You can go back to a lot of well, guys. He Randall running Cunningham backwards was a lot. He was running backwards, but it's you had you, <laughs> you had a lot of guys <laughs> he, doing it. Hey, who had
0: the, the? He, he a, had a terrible line. Fran Tarkenton was, was. That was a matter of survival. And yet he, he made the list he, there. He, oh, absolutely for, for Minneapolis. He did, did, but it was a matter of survival for him. Man,
1: there's a dude who lives up the road. At least if, you know if he's still with us and 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 does live up there. But Bobby Douglas quarterback for the Chicago Bears mm-hmm. had the record for the longest as time I said Vic broke his record yeah yep, that's right had the longest had the record 900 plus yards in a season that was the record for a quarterback mm-hmm. all right so they were they were few and far between but they were still there but when Vic got here and we got into the league he brought he made that position more dynamic as far as a, a, a quarterback All right, we can all agree on that and That permeated into a whole lot of, you know, what's it, advertising and and, merchandising and and things like that. So because of him, he influenced a lot of young quarterbacks, who we are now seeing in the league. Right Now, as we sit here and scratch our heads as to why so-and-so running back isn't continuing to get the ball the way he did those first three or four seasons – and you can say what you will about the running back position. Those guys get beat up. They aren't the same. You know, for every Adrian Peterson and and Frank Gore, there's guys who last just, a, well, there's Todd Gurley, okay? And Kajana Carter. Okay. So my point is there are people in the offices up above who feel like, well, if we got a quarterback who can take off and do these things that are now a part of the league, why should we get our running back beat up? So to find the right combination of running back and mobile quarterback is I'm um, something I would something that I would imagine all teams are looking for. Not easy to find. No, but you could, I believe, make an argument that that quarterback that we see right now is a byproduct of Michael Vick and how he influenced them. And by extension, you have this guy doing this. He touches the ball every play. Word back, running back ain't that important.
0: Okay, well, that's, that's, that's an impact on the game. What, does that put him on the Mount Rushmore? No, no,
1: right? no, 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 no. I said we're having the wrong argument, and he yeah, brought up Michael yeah, Vick. Yeah. No, I don't think it does. No. How about you? You might have quiet uh, back there, Mr. Producer. Uh, yeah. No, I think he has a. I, 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 I think, think he, he has a
2: great argument to, to maybe be in the four. In the four? In the four. I think he does. Just the fact that to this day, you still can go to an Atlanta Falcons game and see more number seven jerseys. In the crowd, but some people
0: be. bought that jersey. And say, I ain't gonna buy another. These things cost more money.
1: There's some, but not, as he said, they're, they're you
2: know there know too. I mean? The fact that they still have them, oh, you know, are yeah, You know, them but that five years from now, how many number twos will you see walking around in the crowd at a Atlanta Falcons game versus the number sevens? And we don't you'll know. Still see, you'll still see the number sevens. Well, yeah, we You see will. That. The number twos will slowly dwindle and dwindle and dwindle until there are no more. Guarantee you. And I mean, until the fact you know you'll have a few because now they're considered throwbacks and in yep. there to that. But the number sevens will far, far outdo the number twos here in the next couple of years.
0: Well, maybe so, but but it won't. But it won't erase the fact of of, of winning and getting a team to the Super Bowl. And having back to back
1: wins. You're right. And everything that you said is absolutely right. But people like who they like. And they well, gravitate well, like they toward like, them. sure. You know, you, you know? still have a scratch. You scratch your head why folks love them uniforms when the Braves stunk. And you see those well, all, well, all they, over they,
0: the place. Well, they, well, they brought them back now. They They, they, d- they it, I they, do. But yeah.
1: Sam's like, why y'all want to have that jersey when the team wasn't that good back then?
0: Well, they were the also, there's the different era. It's the fashion right. statement. So this fashion statement. Yeah, you're yeah. just More trying to so match. Yeah. you know.
2: There. But when they wear those jerseys, they don't. They don't have a a player on the back of them. It's usually just the the color and the Braves on the front. Or it
0: may have 44 on it because they know Hank Aaron right. broke or, the or Murphy wearing that one. You or know, Murphy. That, or those are the two you know, names you see that you see. But on those.
2: that's a fashion thing. That number seven. They're not wearing it for the fashion. They're wearing it to represent or support. Yeah, yeah, but
1: you know yeah. what? You're, you, the one thing, while you may be right on that, one of the reasons why it conjures up such a visceral response is because of the person who wore it and what he went through. So there is no other. I mean, you you wear a Chipper Jones to a Braves game, it, and and you have Austin Riley out there doing doing great things and is MVP. I'm not MVP, yeah. but an All Star. Chipper didn't do anything that makes you go you know, cringe when you look back at his career. Yeah, yeah, not yeah, like Michael Vick not to not some like people. That. Anyway, we are going to, speaking of Chipper and Braves and all that sort of talk, Corey McCartney from the Diamond is His Show. He's being, you know, well, later today with Grant McCauley, 5 o'clock. We're going to bring him on next year, and we're going to talk about these Braves and what they're doing with Arizona, what they should do to Philadelphia, and then get ready for that Mets series. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9thegame, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio
3: 929
1: The Games, 929TheGame.com. Nine nine game as we get ready to bring our guests on, one want to remind you about Unwritten, a new podcast hosted by former players Ron Darling and Jimmy Rollins. The, all the secrets, the not so secret guidelines that big leaguers follow while playing the game. Going to give you the insight and their perspective on bat flips, bean balls, brawls, and a whole lot more. Previous guests have included Gary Sheffield, Larry Boa, and others. (laughs) You can download (laughs) Unwritten on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And I think that's a perfect way to bring in our guest, Corey McCartney. You will listen to him later on today with Grant McCauley from the Diamond, but we got him now. We're making you get up and be a part of the show, but I think we should bring... Corey in on this question that we have been struggling with throughout the day today just to see if he has an answer because we are stuck on something. Did you see that story, uh, that story, Corey? And by the way, good morning. That the Sporting News did, morning. Sporting News did where they put out the, um, the Mount Rushmore of cities that had the four professional teams. I have five, excuse me. Five professional teams. So uh, the four men's ones and then the WNBA. All right. And Atlanta was excluded from that list. We don't know why, because we've now found the reasons using their framework that they should have been included. But we got two of them that we all agree on. Hank Aaron, Dominique Wilkins. If you had to pick the other two, if you have such a guess, if not, we'll get right into the Braves. Ooh. But who would you choose?
4: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, Michael Vick. I would put Michael Vick on there. Uh,
1: that would be the fourth one. Um, now, I said Don, I said Dion first. That yeah. was, I only them to three, but I'm not trying to sway you. I'm just, I'm just, you know, from your perspective, people are going to drive through the city. I mean, they to see this Mount Rushmore. They are going to immediately identify these four faces and know why they're there.
4: I will put Joseph Martinez on there because I think it, as much as we, you know, sometimes get the MLS stuff gets lost. And I know I'm saying, you know, obviously we're but it's it was, it was a cultural experience when they first came up and when they won that first championship, and he was the poster boy of all that. And he's still there. He's, you know, putting up these MLS records. So I know, you know, if you go outside of Atlanta, you may not get the notary- – people – not everyone's going to know Joseph Martinez, but in Atlanta, they know Joseph Martinez. So I will have him as my fourth guy.
0: There you go.
1: Wow. Sam, you said that he, too. He, you he, well, he
0: is a guy that people do know. I mean, we got a handful of guys, and that's the other part about it, Corey. We're going to get the Braves in a minute. It's the fact that Atlanta's had so few of those guys that people in other cities would buy a ticket to see. And see, so you mentioned two of them in Michael Vick and, and, and Joseph Martinez. And we got, you know, some playing baseball now, obviously, with, with, with Ronald Acuna, people will pay. We got Trey Young here now. But Atlanta, it's, it's kind of rare that we got all these guys in town at the same time right now because Atlanta has had just so few of those guys down through the years that folks in other cities would buy a ticket to see.
4: Yeah, you're absolutely right, and and not only that. I mean, they're the kind of players that make kids want to play those sports, and that's the biggest thing too. I think is 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 being that, you know, that that beacon or that you know whatever you want to call it, getting kids to want to play sports. I think that's that's kind of an underrated part of it too. Yeah, you want to sell tickets, but who's that kid that somebody's got a poster of on their wall, and even getting them to do it with somebody local and not saying. You know, he's got, he's, he, like, he's, that's a Yankee thing down the street. You know, he's got an Aaron Judge. So, to have them be local kids that are making an impact, uh, I think that's a big thing.
1: I got another name that's going to come up in the list pretty soon here, and that's Strider. I mean, <laughs> listen, Spencer Strider and what he's doing, he not only has Atlanta fan base excited, but you got conversations throughout the league about what this guy could be and being a part of this rotation. Your thoughts on what's next for him?
4: Honestly, I think with Spencer Strider, it's, you, know, you, I, you, you know he's going to have to make adjustments to adjustments, right? I mean, it's obviously a cliche that people talk about all the time, but after a book's been out on you for a while, you know, guys know you know what they're looking for a little bit more. Um, I think that's going to be uh, the big thing for him because we've seen him kind of, you know, it was great the last time out, but the last one before the All Star game you know he had his struggles so i think that's going to be a big thing is the adjustment period for him and another thing too is is going to be the innings because you know he's 16 away from the most he's thrown as a professional so uh, i think that's going to be something to watch too especially when you think about the trade deadline and what are the Braves going to do are they going to bring in an additional starter to kind of help shield from you know the ups and downs that they've had from Ian Anderson and ultimately the innings that they're going to be see uh, get built out here uh, over these uh, upcoming starts from Strider, or so but I, you know he's been fantastic. Yeah, obviously uh, in every conversation for National League Rookie of the Year as he should be. I'm just interested to see going forward as he as teams adjust, how does he adjust?
0: Spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Corey McCartney. He is social. Uh, you can find him on Twitter at Corey J McCartney at Corey J McCartney, all lowercase. You know you talk about pitching and Leo Mazzoni, uh, honored by the Braves this weekend, and he was in the broadcast booth last night on. Uh, you know, in Valley Sports. At the time, he talked about Ian Anderson and so when we talked about all the, the problems that he's had. Last night, there were no problems, and Leo was saying, hey, leave the guy alone, let him pitch. Uh, what do you think about that effort that he gave us last night?
4: Uh, it was what he needed at the exact time. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, it was fantastic. I mean, he allowed two base runners, one hit and one walk, six innings, struck out nine. uh it, it, he was, it was among the best starts in the regular season that. Anderson's had, and I mean, I think to say he had been struggling would be an understatement. You look at the twelve starts before that; it is six two five ERA. Teams were hitting three oh three against him, and really, the, the big thing was just he could not get anything done with that fastball. I mean, opponents in June were hitting four eighty one against his four seam. In July, it was three oh eight, and Saturday the Diamondbacks had one hit, but they did not have a hit against that four seam. 40 he threw, um, ratcheted up that curveball use; he threw it twenty four percent of the time. Uh, again this was a start that he needed and I, I mean at, at the end of the day you're if you're the Braves, you're not going to go out and get a Luis Castillo who obviously was dealt to the, the Mariners because you know what you have in Ian Anderson and you want to give him time to to reset and find that groove that he was in during the past couple postseasons. so I don't think anyone thinks that Ian Anderson's lost by any sense of the, of the word there but uh, to just allow him to, to have time to get on track and you know, he certainly looked like he was getting on track last night
1: against Arizona. <sighs> Man, i got so many questions for you here. Anyway, Corey McCartney joining Sam and Greg here at Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. You talk about acquisitions. as moving to the trade deadline. If we can't get Otani, which is what I want, and I know we not happening, but that's, <laughs> that's who I want. But obviously you got to think about what you're going to do as far as bringing another bat in and a glove for uh, filling in for Adam Duval. But this is a great opportunity in my mind. When you know what you got from Cunha, you know what you're we've seen from Eddie Rosaro, Eddie Rosario going into, you know, late into the season and in the postseason. He ain't scared of nobody. But this is a prime time for Michael Harris Jr. to step up and solidify an outfield that loses Duval, even though he's coming in from forth. But if you can lock in and feel very comfortable about those three on a regular basis out there in the outfield. That's pretty good. And and, and and you have the luxury of taking your time or getting somebody who may not be top shelf but still an added component before um before Tuesday.
4: You can and I wouldn't mind seeing them getting get somebody who could maybe, you know, solidify the defensive side of things a little bit more. You know, certainly you you know, we've seen Eddie Rosario make some great plays, you know, when you have Marcelo Zun out there, I think a lot of times you hold your breath. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't mind them getting that right handed or switch hitting compliment that. Uh, that could go out there and fill that need. So I think a guy like Ian Happ with the Cubs to me just makes so much sense because, and yes. it, it, it not only not only does he make sense in the outfield, but they've had among the, the bottom five second base production since Ozzy Alves has been out. Um, you know whether he comes back at the end at some point in August or early September, what's working what had you know worked in moments with Arcia and Robinson Cano is not working on a day to day basis. So I think getting somebody with versatility who could help them out in the outfield and potentially in the infield as well. Uh, I would really like to see them do that, but I think there's going to be a bidding war for Ian Happ, and we'll see how aggressive Alex wants to get for a player of that ilk.
0: Talking with Cord McCartney, you can hear him later today from the Diamond here at Sports Radio 92.9 The 90 Game, uh, there, along with Grant McCauley. Kenley Jansen, um, you know, sore back after Friday, uh, held him out last night. What are you thinking as far as what we should do with him? Because he's missed some time recently. You you want him you want him as healthy as possible, you know, for this second half.
4: Yeah, and I think that's the big thing, right? I mean, you you don't want to you know push the issue with Jansen now, and certainly he missed you know time as well, um, you know, with that irregular heartbeat. Um, you you know when he's in there and he's on, I mean, there are a few guys in the game that are better, which is, again, I think when you look at August 2nd and that trade deadline, what can you do to, to help solidify that bullpen a little bit more? Because, you know, AJ and mentor has the stuff to go out there and be a closer, but then what are you taking away from his normal role if you're not going to be using Kenley on you know those days when you would typically use him? So I wouldn't be surprised to see them go out and get uh, an additional arm here in the bullpen. And, and that's always the, the place, right? If you're looking to upgrade and make easy upgrades at the trade deadline, a bullpen arm is always one of the easiest things you can do there. I mean, the Tigers have a litany of guys. They've got Andrew Chase, who I really like, a lefty. He's got a two six four ERA. I mean, it, it just uh, the, the K rate on him jumped off the page. Another guy that people are really not talking a lot about, but you knew him as a, a All Star starter for the Rays, but Matt Moore. Having a really good year out of the Rangers bullpen, um, he's got a one six one ERA. So I think there's some there's some lefties that they could use because Will Smith had his issues. I think you could bring another left-hander in there, and it could really help things. And then obviously you can take some pressure off of Minter if he has to shoulder those save opportunities. Uh, if you're not going to use Jansen all the time.
1: All right, Corey. So we feel confident these guys may get the win today against Arizona. <laughs> and they don't, either way, we got the series. But I'm, I'm looking at them sweeping Arizona, Philadelphia. Uh, it's a push, okay? It's a two-game series, really short. You're not going to learn anything more about Philadelphia or yourself. Just get through that one. Stay healthy as you head up to New York. My question is, isn't this a better time to face this team, even on the road? You still got Degrom. You know, when is he going to make his first minor league start? And Scherzer's only one game. You got four games up there with these guys, and here's an opportunity. If they're the only, if he's the only person you're worried about, meaning Scherzer. You got to feel good about going up there with this team, the way it's presently constructed, and the way they're batting
4: and pitching. Uh, well, Jacob Degrom is yeah. Well, Jacob Degrom is going to make his first start for the Mets on Tuesday. So um, there's the the real uh, setting things up where you could see Carlos Carrasco, Taiwan Walker, Max Scherzer, and Jacob Degrom uh, in that series. You could end up facing Scherzer and Degrom uh, in that Saturday doubleheader. Uh, on August sixth, so I mean that could be that could be uh, uh, must see TV uh, without question. But Corey, Corey, what is um, what yeah. the,
1: Corey? What are the reports about his his rehab starts? What is he looking like? But again, because if it's his first start uh, or second, he ain't going to be Jacob Degrom that early.
4: No, but I, I think you know he's still been uh, you know effective. Uh, at, you know, obviously, he's not going to be facing anybody you know to this point um, you know where he's. You know where he's going to be somebody that's you know mowing down batters in, in high mass innings and, uh, and rehab starts. But I think just not only from the, you know stuff standpoint, but just the you know what he bring what the energy of having Jacob Degrom on the mound for a start against your biggest rival is going to be an, a major piece of the puzzle for the Mets as well. But yeah, I mean if you're going to get your chance to make a statement against these guys at their place, going against potentially their four their, their four guys, I mean th- this is the time to do it.
0: Wow, so you feel like if he starts Tuesday, they could turn him around that quickly to, to come back?
1: He pitch on the weekend, I mean, maybe I Saturday that, or Sunday.
0: Yeah,
4: possibly. You know, they, yeah. Then I, mean, I guess technically he's he's penciled in for August seventh for that that Sunday. Remember, it is a five game series. It's right, I said four. You're right. Yeah, five game Saturday. series. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he would play. but he would. He's lined up to pitch the fifth game of that five game series on Sunday, going opposite Spencer Strider right now
0: that will be interesting to see. Inter- interesting to see. I think what we want to continue to see is the productivity from behind the plate. And my goodness, when Travis just came out last night big time. <laughs> it's like you know, pick your poison and you wonder if one of them is going to tail off, but they're both keeping it pre- re- uh, pretty hot throughout throughout the season here.
4: They are um you know, Travis Darnot talked a little bit about this um right before the All-Star break. Um, what you know, the, the fact that you know William Contreras has put in all this work, and you know how how impressed he's been with that. But I think the other part of it too is is how you've allowed Darno to not feel taxed out of being out there on an everyday basis. And he went back, to, you know, talking about you know chance, success that he had working with Tyler Flowers and how the Brace have had success in the past, you know, with, with guys like Kurt Suzuki and on and on with these combos they've had with catchers. And he said, you know, the biggest thing that you just don't think about. Is it's not just being behind the plate. Is what does that do to your legs when it's time for you to hit? Um, and I think and, he, and to have somebody who that he can rely upon and can deliver in his own right and Contreras, I think, is just helping Darno that much more because he's you know he's able to get out there and, and feel fresh on the days when he needs to be both behind the plate and, and at it uh, swinging a bat.
1: Hey Corey, since we talked to you last, uh, I actually call him Coach Corey. Yeah, yeah, he Coach is. Corey. Have you had? Has there been a game? Has there been another tournament? Have you guys got another trophy? What's the deal? where we let you go.
4: Yeah, we racked up more rings last weekend, so uh, we're <laughs> off for a few weeks uh. now. Our boys are yeah. This this squad's turning into a travel team for uh, for Georgia Academy, so we're going to be uh, terrorizing some, some travel tournaments here coming up in the next uh, next few months.
1: Well, the good news is now that he's on the travel team, you you won't be reaching in your pocket that much. <laughs> That's the, good, that's the good news. Yeah, something like that. Keep your wallet right there in your back pocket. Uh, listen, Corey that's McCartney, right. as always, we can't thank you enough. Remember, from the Diamond, 5 p.m. right here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game with Grant McCauley. Enjoy the matchups, and we'll uh, hopefully get a chance to talk to you next week, man. All
4: right, guys. Thank you. Thanks a lot.
1: All right, we're going to wrap things up and talk to Chris Goforth before we get on out of here. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com.
0: Sports Radio The 90 game and 999game.com. Sam and Greg, we'd be wrapping things up for this Sunday morning. Uh, yeah, buddy, oh, nice outside, so it's gonna be a warm day. And uh, don't forget, Braves going on this afternoon uh, 125. 135. First got uh, we gotta uh finish up the doubles from last night, the semifinals. Uh, Nick Curio's playing in that, by the way, over it, and Jack Sock playing over it. Uh, Love that name, he at, should at, be a much at, bigger at, star at uh, Atlantic Station. They got to finish. That matchup from last night, the doubles match, then they have the singles final, the championship match, then they have the doubles championship match. So like I said, whoever wins the doubles, they get to come right back out in the heat a little bit later and uh and 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 burn up some more and play. But uh it's been, been a been a fun week and some big crowds over at the Atlantic Stage. want to mention something I was at yesterday, when when we left yesterday, I was headed down to a place. That you were familiar with, tri- oh, we were tri- going to talk about that earlier. Tri- after you mean after yeah, you yeah, we yeah. left the barbershop? Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. We went down to uh, Trilip Studios. Yes, you did. I'll and you back. and you you're familiar with that. Now you got to go through the gate. I didn't get to go through the gate. I showed I went, you I, how I, long I, it took I, me I, to get I went, to. I went to the left room there with all them sound stages, number twenty five, number yep. twenty four, number twenty. You know, and uh, I went to over to the uh, Georgia Film Academy. Which is there, um, there as well, and this was something that was going on with uh, NADIS, which is the uh, the National uh, National Academy of Ten- uh, Television Arts and Sciences, and these are the people the Emmys folks, yes, do the Emmys for te- television for the big folks, but this was for students, college and high school students, and they asked me to be a presenter. So shout out to the Evelyn Mims and former cohort Karen Greer. And, uh, and uh, Donna Lowry, who is not feeling her best right now, so we yeah. w- wish her, wish her, wish her uh, a recovery. But she, she got me to come down and be a part of it, so I really appreciate it being a part of it. And some talented young folk uh, who are looking forward to doing things in the film and television industry. and So it's nice to have it there. And we're inside a, a studio they had there that you can see some of the props and sets and things that right. that are in place when you're doing productions in there. So you saw a lot of people taking pictures and eyes real wide, uh, just being able to have it. They have it in that kind of environment. It's neat no, yeah, to have it in that kind of environment. They could have had it at a school or or, or some other you know auditorium, uh, but they had it in that type of environment. So that was neat.
1: I I'm gonna guess because you actually haven't said this, but as you talk about being inside there, did you get a certain kind of feeling when you were on that movie set that you haven't? You you've been in studios for for decades. Yeah, but it's different.
0: No, I was fascinated. I took pictures of everything I saw. That's
1: what I'm saying. Yeah, when people, I, <laughs> this <laughs> is essentially the casting call. I'm telling you, if you get booked, when you get booked on one of these projects, even as an extra, you will feel a certain kind of way being in that environment that you haven't felt before. I'm but honestly and 100 across the board, everybody I have had the pleasure of getting booked or they booked themselves on these projects have come back and hit me up and told me you were right. It was kind of, it was real cool. And you don't get adults saying that that much. No. Pretty, we're pretty jaded as adults, right? Yeah, right. But they get up there and they act like the 14 year olds, right? And they can't, you know, they have the opportunity. They can't wait to go back. Uh, by extension, I forgot to mention this earlier. Tomorrow, this fresh casting call. It's up on at 92.9 the game on Twitter and 92.9 the game.com slash casting call. We are going to go over some of these tomorrow with Cannon on Star 94, and then again on Tuesday with your girl Ramona, okay. who's got a project coming up. And she goes, tell Sam I got a role for him.
0: Okay. so I'm ready. There you go. All so, right. <laughs> Ramona on, on V103, Yeah,
1: um, 11 o'clock hour on mm-hmm. Tuesday. Got to mention, this is a big week here. It is a big week here at the station. All kidding aside, we need to let people know what is next. So we get out of here. We're going to talk to Chris Goforth in just a little bit. But you know what starts tomorrow. Right? Falcons training camp. Yep. All week long. So starting tomorrow, John and Hugh and Andy and Randy doing their shows from Falcons training camp. Dukes and Bell, they're going to be out at the Mall of Georgia at the Hooters out there. Now that's your schedule for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Thursday is a very special day here because we make a little pivot. You know, you always always have to try to get better. It's true. You always have to try to do some things. To, to evolve the show or the station, and that's what we're doing on Thursday, August 4th. Steak and Sandra bring the um, the front row to 92-9 The Game. Okay. They start on Thursday morning. So having said that and the big day that will happen, I am imagine this place is going to be full of, what, bunting okay. and, and cakes and pies and wings, maybe some wings from Hooters. Who you knows? think so? Who knows? <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But we will all be celebrating Steak and Sandra joining us. Absolutely. Then on Friday, mm-hmm. They're going to be put to work. <laughs> well, they'll be put to work <laughs> on Thursday. But Friday, John and Hugh again, Steak and Sandra, and Andy and Randy all broadcasting from Falcons training camp. Yeah, And then, of course, not to be left out, Dukes and Bell going to get some more wings. Going up to Hooters, <laughs> Hooters and this will be out the Mall of Georgia. And that's just Monday through Friday. Saturday, Andy and Hugh are going to be out at training camp, and Chuckery and Mike Bell are going to be at Mercedes-Benz from 1 until 2.30. So the, the, the bigger point is, for the last couple of years, like you, we have sort of gone under our tent because of the pandemic. Well, we well, just well, haven't been out in the
0: streets. Sh- shelter in place.
1: Yes, we have, yes. and we've been doing that. But little by little, we have started to branch out again. All the shows here at the station, even us. And I'm just telling you right now, we are going to have a presence in this city, not just with Falcons, but other events that we haven't had a chance to go in and be a part of for the last couple of years. So... Be ready. Keep to, keep going to the radio. Keep going to the website to find out where we're going to be. Because I just gave you the rundown for this week, but these guys are going to be elsewhere.
0: And we to remind people this week because if you want to go out and and be a part of those and and, uh, and watch those broadcasts at Flowery Branch, you can because uh, they are open practice. Open practice coming up on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday uh, of this week, and Saturday. Open practice. The gates open at eight thirty. Uh, the team is usually on the field around 9.30. Tomorrow morning will be the first morning in full pads uh, for the Falcons. Remember now, you must go to the Falcons website. You must go to AtlantaFalcons.com slash openpractice uh, to get a ticket. It's a free ticket. They just want to keep a little list. I think they was going to keep a head count on how many folks coming out there. Uh, but it's a free ticket. Go to that place once again, AtlantaFalcons.com slash openpractice. Go out and enjoy the Falcons practice and also enjoy – What's Radio 92.9 again? Because we're they, gonna be there.
1: Yeah, everything they got out there. I only just wish they had one more thing that would make it perfect. Y'all know
0: what I'm gonna say. What's that? A snow cone machine. Snow cone machine. Yeah. I didn't
1: you see get it. especially especially said, out there as hot as it is. I'm not saying they need one, but it would just add to all the other bells they got, they and whistles they got, they got, they got, that they, they have. Some
0: food trucks out there.
1: I'm sure they do. Yeah, they, they but they you do put. Uh, you can, uh, I've been you know, on this snow cone machine. Doesn't cost a lot of money. It's just just chop some ice up and have that dude squirt some 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 stuff in there and and and. Turned into an eight-year-old again. Man, I'm just telling you, nothing better than a home. and they have those out there for free, businesses or Falcons camp. Um, did want to remind you, former uh, offensive lineman Brian Baldinger is bringing you Baldy's breaks down, Baldy's Bre- breakdowns. Got to get that right. Okay, take up everything that's going on with the uh, training camps. Breakdowns on Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's Baldy's Breakdowns on the Odyssey app. And he's going to be
0: like on tour. He's going to be going around to visit all, all the training camps. He's going to be uh, having a lot of information. So you want to find out what's happening at all the other places, uh, he's a guy to check out. All right. Also- as the show winds down, Uh-oh. it's time for Uh-oh. us to cover that's some of the things right. we haven't yet Here's as down. we flush out some of the small stories we may have missed. With Sam and Greg,
1: yeah, all this stuff that happened on the twenty, on the thirty-first day, last day of July. Did you know there was a guy named Ralph Samuelson? He rode the first set of water skis. Happened on this day, nineteen twenty-two. This is one of those things like hot air balloons. I got nothing to do with. Don't want nothing to do with. Never get me in one a glider. But the record for the longest gliding ride, six hundred and forty-four miles, happened on this day. Whoa. Back in the day.
0: It's a long time to be up there.
1: Some of you of a certain age will remember this man being known as Richie Allen, but Dick Allen, when he played for the White Sox, mm-hmm. hit two inside-the-park home runs on this day. Er, and I'm not taking this from Chris Berman, but it was off Burt 11, okay. 1972. Um, <laughs> 1988. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. This is one of those records you think it'll be broken. We always talk about the 56-game hitting streak. But how about Pete Rose's 44-game history for National League? All right. You think that'll be broken? Because it happened on this day. He got his 44th hit, then the streak ended. And who he got the hit off of is Reason to Pause. It was against the Braves and Phil Necro. Wow. 1978. The most
0: difficult pitch. And that's what he got and to really. hit, right. And you he, know what I mean. He smacked it out there. A pitch that barely rotates. Sometime when he would throw that it,
2: thing, it, it, it might have been a uh, you know an infield single,
1: and then he legged it out. Who knows? Maybe. May, <laughs> may, may have been. Uh eighty-one. The strike happened uh-huh. on this day. Yep. You know how long it was, Eric? Baseball it was about,
2: strike. It was. It was about ninety days, wasn't it? Forty-four. Forty
1: something. So I,
0: right. I didn't write that yeah. down, but I was forty something. And when they came back, the um, they came back. Milwaukee Brewers came to town. Oh, Milwaukee Brewers came to to Atlanta to – mean the
2: Milwaukee Braves? No, no. Oh, no, no, this is 81. 81. Oh,
0: oh, okay. Before the team started back up, they didn't want to go to a full – like a training camp thing, so they played a series, and they brought American League team back to play. I couldn't wait to go and see that because the Braves were not good. Right. We had no idea when we would see American League team play in this city. To you know, be the world series, right? You know, so so right. Back before in the league, we couldn't wait to go out and see you know Harvey's Wall Bangers, you know, uh, Gorman Thomas and all those guys that were playing. That was it, you know. Plus, it was
1: was Robin Yount on the team. I there? think so.
0: Yeah, Robin Yon. Uh It was okay. great to go out and see those guys.
1: Was Sutton it, it, Sutton
0: pitching for them? Maybe. Yeah, been. Don Sutton. You know,
1: he played for Harvey's been. Wall Bangers and all them boys. Yeah, the last Playboy Club closed on this day where lansing michigan why there good question very good question
2: why was there one there in the first place
1: well he obviously <laughs> that's what i'm saying <laughs> but
2: I'm but thinking. you know the
1: one i i actually used to go to one because when we were well, they uh, had coming up there one
2: here, up, they had one here. Uh, in the shot uh,
1: no 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 i couldn't get no. into that one okay. because they, they, the drinking age was was older but you go to wisconsin we used to drive up to Wisconsin and drink cuz it was 18. Really. So, and we were like 17, but we had we had the cars, but there was a Playboy club at Lake Geneva. That was like other than the one they had in Chicago. That was one. And like us knuckleheads got in the car and drove up there and we got as far as the lobby. And there was a lounge in the lobby. <laughs> yes. That's that's as far as we got cuz you had to have keys. Remember yeah, there was a the key. Big thing. And it, we just we we drove an hour and a half to go up to Lake Geneva, thinking we gonna see you know folks falling out of windows with no clothes. Yeah, on. No, and right. it, it I never happened.
2: Watch any of that series, the you know the truth behind Playboy or whatever it was called.
1: Yeah, you need to see Playboy After Dark. That was an actual show that happened every Saturday night, I and remember it was like yeah, man, and yeah. the people that were on that show performing, yeah. and it was like his living room, and it was it was something crazy. The one but, here
0: locally was down near, Beach uh, um, Street Plaza. It was like a block over near where the um, Rialto is really? right in that area. Okay. Yeah, that's where it was. Right by Georgia State. We you don't have
1: time to do that. it right now, but does Eric know that I was in a centerfold layout for Playboy? <laughs> does he know that story? <laughs> I,
2: I don't want to know that no, story. No, no, yeah, stop he, it. Does, he, does <laughs> he know that story? Does he do you think he knows late. it? Nah.
1: Okay, we'll tell it next week. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm in a centerfold layout. Yep, yep, yep. You can let your mind where you want to. Birthday's on this day. This is, uh, for again, those Chicagoans, Irv Cup's in it. You know that dude? You know that name? Cup, Irv Cup's in it. He was a big-time writer, uh, kind of like Louis Grizzard, if you will, okay. here locally. But her okay. was a big dude. Kurt Gowdy yes. would have had a birthday today.
0: Wow. American, um, American sports.
1: Leon Durham. Yeah, uh, Bill Durham. No, Leon Durham, first baseman for the I Cubs, let that I ball go under his leg. And that's how San Diego got into the World Series. Don't get me started. Woo. Celebrating a birthday born on the same day. Of all people you wouldn't put together, Bill Berry was a drummer for R.E.M., who had a stroke, I think it was while we were on stage and it's like being a farmer. But Bill Berry from REM and Mark Cuban, 1958. Okay. Born on the same day. Wow. Uh, J.K. Rollins, I think you know about her. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah. Chris Winky, 50 years old today. Wow. Chris Winky is 50 years old today. When that oh, high he, he was
2: like 40 when he won the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
1: Jonathan Ogden, birthday oh, man. today. Wow. Um Azarenka, Victoria Azarenka, the, the tennis yeah, player. Yeah. She is, uh, this is her birthday. And those of you out there that love him, you see him at all the sporting events. He is a proud Georgian. And I don't own one of his records, but I got mad respect for him and love him when I see him live. Turning 44 years old today is Zach Brown. Man. Yeah. Yeah, now. So that's that's my boy there. So anyway, that's what we got there. Are we ready to say hello to our guests? He's not there. Uh, we're, we're working on it, right? Okay. It's coming up next. We have. We, we have Oh, he is ready? He is ready. Okay, well, Why not? say hello. I was I was getting different signals there. Chris, go forth. How are you, sir? What's
0: going on? What's going
1: on, guys? Good morning. Uh, I was told to ask you to bring you into um, the conversation that we've had, and we're going to just let this thing flush down the toilet. But throughout the day, we've been chomping on that sporting news story that they put out, about 13 cities that have all five professional teams and made a Mount Rushmore in those cities of those athletes, and Atlanta's excluded. But were they on this list? Who would be the four names? Now, obviously, I think we agree on two of them, which would be Hank Aaron and Dominique Wilkins, but we've asked others throughout the show and and some of the folks that work here, who would be those other two in your mind? Hank,
3: Neek, those are obvious. Yes. Uh, I think Murphy's got to be one. Garrett Chapman said that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, Murphy was such the face of sports in this city. I mean, you know, I know the Braves were bad, but and the Falcons were bad most of those years, too. Murph was kind of the one guy that we had here. Um, and then the fourth one, man, I'd go
1: Ted Turner. No, it has to be a player. Do a player. Oh, it's got to be a player. Yeah. Um, hmm. That's... Some of the names that we've heard, just to help you out here a little bit, obviously you got Dion, you got Michael Vick, we've the three pitchers from the Braves, Chipper Jones, um, Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan, and 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 Corey McCartney, who we talked to baseball with. He brought up Joseph Martinez. So, yeah. Well, I think if there's
3: anybody from Atlanta United, it, it would be Joseph. I, I just can't put Joseph yet in that same category with. With Nick and and Hank Aaron, I mean, I just he's just and in Murph for that matter, he's he's not there for me at uh, at that point. It, it's probably got to be a uh, it's probably got to be a Falcon. Dion wasn't here long enough uh, for for me to consider him as uh, as part of that. Um, look, you know, maybe Matt Ryan's the guy. I mean, he got him to a Super Bowl and was the most. You know, he led this team during what was the the franchise's, you know, as close to the glory days as as the Atlanta Falcons have ever had, guys, in terms of wins and playoff appearances and all that sort of stuff. So,
0: why not him? All right, that, that's that's what I was. That's what I say. A lot of people would throw rocks at it, but isn't it amazing though, Chris? It takes that long to think of someone of a franchise that's been here for sixty years. You well, know, when it, you think about it. The, the Falcons.
3: A lot of futility, Sam. A lot of futility. But there should be
0: one. There should be one. You know should what I be. mean?
3: They should be. Right. Should be. What you got coming up on your show here, man? Well, we'll talk a little baseball, a little bit about the Braves. Of course, uh, college football is getting closer. We'll talk about that. And then a lot about uh, Falcons training camp and uh, a little fiery speech yesterday from Dean Pease after practice. We'll get to that.
1: All right. Looking forward to it. That's Chris Goforth. Have a wonderful show, man, and the rest enjoy the rest of your weekend. To our folks, Eric, we want to thank you very much there. Have a great day. Mr. Crenshaw, you got a big day in front of you?
0: Uh, man, go kind of catch a tennis match. Watch these guys roast oh, one right. time and then come back and roast again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, uh, all right. I don't, on top of that, I, I got a couple things to do here. Actually, I'm going to go get in front of the camera here in just a little bit. Hey, man. So see if I can go. go make, make it do what case, it do. Make it do what it do. Case what that do. For the rest of you guys, have yourself a big day. Thank you for making us a part of your Sunday morning. Sam and Greg, we'll be back next week. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. 9 and take us with you on the Odyssey app.